Welcome to the Plus 6 Podcast. My name is Pete, and I go by the name of AFL Ratings Pete on Twitter. This is a solo podcast for a review of Round 7. The podcast record date is Monday night, May the 3rd. Round 7 takeaways. Scoring was up in Round 7. 84.7 points average per team. That was the third highest scoring round for the year. Highest disposal count for the season was also in round seven. It's an average of 377.1 disposals per team. The AFL season average is 370.5. And be aware fixture changes are still on the radar. As we speak, round eight Brisbane versus Fremantle is highly likely to be changed from Optus Stadium in Perth to Brisbane at the Gabba venue. So it's just a timely reminder to stay flexible and adapt to change. On to nine games. Richmond versus Western Bulldogs, five takeaways. Richmond, plus 27 uncontested marks. First time this season, they have recorded a positive uncontested mark differential. Western Bulldogs average minus 30.0 uncontested marks from their last five games. So there's a clear picture here. Uh, Teams are trying to keep the ball out of the hands of the Bulldogs. Bulldogs are a very high disposal team. A couple of examples here. Basha Hawley, 10 marks, 124 points across halfback. And he's running mate there as well across halfback. Jaden Short, 9 marks. 105 points. Toby Nankervis has been getting it done from a fantasy perspective. He's averaged 101.5 points from his last four games. Scored 95 points in round seven. Some game notes there. Trent Cochin is sidelined for an extended period. So it's a minimum two weeks. It's probably going to extend out to at least four potentially. So just keep an eye on that. Uh, that could open the door for Raleigh Collier-Dawkins to remain in the team, and he was impressive on debut. Dylan Grimes is going to miss via concussion protocol. Dustin Martin has nearly finished his concussion protocol. Uh, he should be available for round eight, and Nick Floston should return in round eight as well. On to Collingwood versus Gold Coast. Five takeaways. Collingwood have conceded 400 disposals or more in three of their last four games. Season average against is 398.7, and that is ranked 17th. So no Adam Trelaw this year. Taylor Adams is sidelined. Pretty much Scott Pendlebury and a mix of other characters in that midfield. And the Pies are giving up plenty. Gold Coast. Recorded 121 uncontested marks against the Magpies. A season average, 110.1, and that is ranked number one. Brandon Ellis found a heap of ball on the outside for the Suns. Finished with 35 disposals and a monster 169 points. So that relates back to Collingwood. Decimated through the midfield, uh, partly of their own doing. 
and they are giving up plenty of numbers and opposition midfields are just taking them on and just putting up plenty of fantasy points there. And the other one to do quite well in round seven was Tuke Miller, uh, 34 disposals and 130 points there as well. Caleb Poulter on debut for Collingwood. He worked up and down the ground uh, in a wing type role and worked back into the fence and moving the ball forward. Um, as the game started to end, uh, he started to get pretty comfortable. Uh, he finished with 51 points, but he did look quite decent, and uh, the future looks bright for Caleb Poulter. On to Adelaide versus GWS Giants. Uh, the Crows were well down in this game. Adelaide have averaged 343.5 disposals from their last two games. Season average 347.7, and that is ranked 17. GWS recorded a season high 409 disposals. The season average is 370.4. So we get Perryman back into the team. We get Whitfield back into the team. The Crows were well down, and the Giants put up a pretty decent number uh, from a fantasy perspective and also a actual game perspective there as well. Uh, Tim Taranto got to work through the mid his midfield role, 140 points. Uh, I mentioned uh, Perryman and Whitfield return. Perryman a couple of weeks back and Whitfield his first game back and that actually assisted Josh Kelly uh, moving back into his normal wing type role and 121 points for him. Again, it was pretty much a soft matchup. And for his first game of the season, Lockie Whitfield, uh, it was quite impressive. Uh, Leon Cameron said last week that he was don't expect too much from Lockie Whitfield in his first few games back, and yeah, he puts up 110 points. So uh, looks like all systems normal for Lockie Whitfield. Just some game notes there: Brent Daniels hamstring, Matt Bunting concussion protocol, and pre-game pretty much the Giants have declared, and it was Steve Johnson on ABC Radio via Aaron Bryans who. Friend of the podcast has been on the Plus Six podcast here, uh, posing some questions there about the ruck for the Giants. And Steve Johnson, yeah, just pretty much straight out said that um, Shane Mumford's actually their number one ruck. So that plays into the season-long uh, coaches who uh, have Matt Flynn on the bench there. So And Leon Cameron did say in his post-game presser that uh, that's a maximum games f for Shane Mumford will be out to three only. It's a bit of a change from what he said a couple of weeks ago where he said that he wouldn't play a third game. So yeah, now he's changed uh, path a little bit and said, yeah, max three games. So uh, Muffet's going along quite well and the Giants are doing quite well with him in the team. Just on the Crow side of things, Luke Brown uh, set to return and Rory Sloan is closing in on a return for the Crows. On to Kilda versus Hawthorne, five takeaways. St Kilda recorded 450 disposals against the Hawks. That's the third highest uh, recorded disposals in the AFL this season. On to Hawthorne, minus 17 inside 50 differential. Season average differential is minus 9.4 and the Hawks are ranked 17th. So they are giving out plenty of opportunities to opposition forwards this year. On to Tom Mitchell, uh, getting it done as usual. Pretty limited pre-season for Mitchell. Puts up 128 points 
against the Saints in round seven. And James Warble uh, was quite uh, prominent through that midfield for the Hawks. Uh, Jager O'Meara and Chad Wingard did not play, and Warple got to work back in a pretty decent midfield role for round seven, and he scored 124 points. Just on to Hunter Clark, he scored 113 points. Um, Brett Ratton in his post-game presser pretty much suggested that uh, Clark could play multiple roles, which will allow other players to sit in their primary position. So uh, Clark moved uh, from back line, moved forward, and played for the midfield there. So, uh, yeah, as his career is going along, he's being put into flexible type roles there, not really settling into one type role. Just onto some game notes there. Uh, the Hawks are hopeful that Jager Amira and Chad Wiggard will return in round eight. So just keep an eye on that because that does impact James Warple, you would think. On to Brisbane versus Port Adelaide. Five takeaways. Brisbane plus 16.3 contested possession differential from their last three games. And that is rank third in the AFL. Port Adelaide, low minus 21 contested possession differential a season. Average differential is plus 6.7. So no Travis Boak. I know the lines were without Lockie Neal as well, but the power did decline at a rapid rate early in that game without Travis Boak. So it was interesting, uh, pretty much in a blowout early for the Lions. Uh, they got the job done early, and yeah, the power couldn't really respond. However, Ollie Wines, he was fantastic through that midfield for Port Adelaide. 126 points there for Ollie Wines. A human cluggage stepped up in a monster way for the Lions. 119 points. Uh, wet weather did hit this game late in the first quarter, early into the second quarter, so made for slippery conditions, but the Lions handled those conditions far better. Uh, Moles Bergman for Port Adelaide was a slow start, and once the game became pretty much non-competitive, uh, Miles Bergman started to impact the uh, fantasy points and he eventually got to 83. So yeah, really slow start from Bergman, but yeah, uh, fantastic second half and pretty much a non-competitive top game with the result already known. Onto some game notes there, Ryan Burton, ribs, will be checked out for his availability for round eight and Travis Boke is expected to return from his leg issue for the showdown in round eight. Onto Sydney versus Geelong, five takeaways. Sydney, season low, 324 disposals. Season average is 364.1. Geelong, 65 inside 50s. That was a differential of plus 26, and they didn't get the job done. So that's a monster inside 50 differential, and the Cats couldn't come away with a victory. Obviously, the Swans stole that game late with a Tom Papley goal. On to Cam Guthrie. High midfield usage there for Guthrie. At the SCG in round 7, 118 points there. Uh, Callum Mills uh, predominantly played in defence against the Cats. So, again, no Rampy and Mills uh, started to see some defence usage in the last three weeks. As expected, and, yeah, um, played predominantly in defence for the Swans in round 7. 92 points there. And Tom Hickey uh, was supposed to be out for an extended period of time with a PCL injury. 
but as John Longmire explained in his post-game presser, uh, that yeah, that Hickey had some PCL issues there before, and he pretty much uh, playing with that one. And Longmire said himself that he you know doesn't have pretty much a PCL there as well. So it's something that you can play through, the, but potentially that you need to manage that from a week to week based on pain. So interesting there that Hickey did not miss uh, that many weeks for his PCL injury. On to some game notes there. Grian Myers uh, needs to be checked out for his availability in round eight. He was subbed out of the game with a league injury. And Lewis Mellican will miss a few weeks with a hamstring issue. And Dame Rampey and Lance Franklin are back on the radar to return for the Swans. Uh, Rampey coming back could um, mean that Callum Mills goes back into the midfield. But yeah, with Malikin going out there, um, that's potential that he stays in the same position. Uh, Robbie Fox, name has been thrown up by John Longmire for a potential replacement as well in defence. On to North Melbourne versus Melbourne, five takeaways. North Melbourne, disposals against, rounds one to five, was 412.0 disposals. Round six and seven, that has dropped significantly to 383.5 disposals. Melbourne, equal contested possessions in round seven with the Kangaroos. Season average differential is plus 12.4. That is ranked second. So Melbourne, a pretty decent contested possession team, and the Kangaroos took it right up to the Demons in Hobart there. And within a goal... Uh, early in the final quarter, so there was some type of potential there, but yeah, Melbourne just ran over the top of uh, Kangaroos late in that game. On to Max Gorn, uh, pretty much was the ground might have impacted his influence there, and obviously Luke Jackson in that game was quite significant. But yeah, Gorn still had a significant amount of hitouts, but yeah, through through chain of possession there, he was quite often missed, and yeah, yeah that ground is quite small so what you can find there is that some players can be missed out in a link possession there and yeah Gorn was potentially the one there and just 72 points there for Gorn in round 7. On to Aaron Hall uh, he's settled into a halfback role for the Kangaroos uh, high numbers there, high usage out of halfback line so again it's one thing I've talked in the pod- podcast with Jep and also on a solo podcast Kangaroo's going to hang onto the ball across half-back and they're going to be quite diligent on their ball movement. Uh, that plays into the hands of the half-back uh, top players and Aaron Hall, along with Jack Siebel, uh, should see significant numbers for the remainder of the season if the Kangaroos continue down that path. And again, obviously, uh, the Kangaroos were giving up 412 disposals rounds 1-5. to five. That has dropped significantly down to 383.5 in the last two games. So if the Kangaroos are holding onto the ball, that means the opposition does not have the ball and therefore you can limit scores against. So one to keep an eye out there for Aaron Hall and obviously Jack Siebel there. Uh, onto Tom Powell, he did cop a elbow to the cheek. He was assessed for concussion. Obviously his cheek or jaw. Uh, he came back on in the second half and he, he monstered his way to 104 points. Uh, his one-touch disposals in, in traffic, uh, you, you've actually just got to pay attention to it because he is elite. These are only his first few games, but oh, what a monster career this guy is looking at. So Tom Powell, one to be invested in quite early in his career. 
onto some game notes there. Uh, unfortunately, Adam Tomlinson ACL early in the game, so he'll miss uh, pretty much 12 months of football. And Jack Varney is out for at least uh, a couple of weeks uh, with a toe injury. So that's uh, to monitor his situation. And that could probably put uh, James Harms in a scenario to come back into the team. You've got Nathan Jones there as well. Uh, so just keep an eye out for that Jack Viney injury and how long he misses onto the Kangaroos there. Aiden Bonner uh, was subbed out of the game with a leg injury, so he just copped a knee uh, to the leg there, so he was subbed out of the game, and that was um, a pretty tough corky and a knock there. So just check out his availability for round eight. Onto Essendon versus Carlton, five takeaways. Essendon conceded a season high 123 points in round seven. Season average against is at 96 points per game, and that is ranked 16th. Carlton averaged 72 uncontested marks from their last two games. That is ranked 17. Season average of 82.1 for, for the season for the Blues. Onto Sam Walsh, he continues to get it done. He's finding ceiling top games now, which is fantastic to see. Scored 127 points. No immediate attention from the Bombers. Uh, Bombers coach Ben Rutten said they pretty much want to back their system in rather than go take a player out through a tag or call a top role. So yeah, uh, Walsh got to work and pretty much left unattended. 127 points there. Uh, Ed Kerner was on Zach Merritt and Merritt was pretty good in the end. He got there eventually, finished with 103 points. And Nick Bryan, a fantastic debut actually, so he was assessed for an ankle or foot injury there, but just pretty much getting that re-strapped up. But 12 disposals and 19 hit-outs for Bryan in his debut for 67 points. Uh, what a future this guy's got once he starts to develop. Now we know rucks do take time to develop, so give him a couple more years and uh, he should be a, a leading ruck in the AFL, I would imagine. Onto some game notes there. Paddy Dale, unfortunately, uh, was started like a house on fire and he copped a, a head clash uh, with his eye and that closed up and that resulted in blurred vision. He tried to come back on, uh, it lasted about a minute and then pretty much was subbed straight out of the game with that blurred vision and Mitch McGowan, uh, hamstring injury late in that game. Uh, uh, he will miss a few weeks with his recovery. Onto West Coast versus Fremantle, five takeaways. West Coast, minus 18 average contested possession differential, rounds 4 to 6. Versus Fremantle in round 7, they were plus 15. So a massive turnaround for the Eagles there. Fremantle considered a season high 32 scoring shots. A season average of 23.3 scoring shots conceded for the year for the Dockers. So Dockers, both teams actually have injuries. Uh, so just on the Docker side of things, yeah, no Luke Ryan and other defenders out of that team and, yeah, giving it up to key forwards there. And we've seen Darling and Kennedy get to work. Then hit the scoreboard. Onto Team Kelly. Uh, just ran right in that derby and scored 141 points. Pretty much no attention from the Dockers. So he just went to work and just accumulated fantasy points at will. Andrew Gaff, uh, pretty much likewise. Uh, slow second half, but yeah, he was fantastic early. And when the, when the game got blown out, he started to slow down, but still 111 points there for Gaff. 
and Andrew Brayshaw on the Docker side of things. 103 points. It was quite solid for that midfield role. So he's finding a pretty decent fantasy points for there for Brayshaw. So hopefully he can maintain that 100 average where he is tracking right now. Okay. Just a reminder, Jeppet and I will return for episode 81 on Tuesday night. And solo podcast will be on Monday nights for a review of the previous rounds football. All right, that's it for episode 80. Thanks for tuning in.